During the last few years, we've ventured into a lot of different fields. And we've had the opportunity to meet and work with a lot of wonderful people. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing, that it was all started by a mouse. Started with the Mouse Podcast. I'm Kathy. I'm John. We're starting off already, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> Happy Monday. Happy Monday, folks. We're actually, We're actually recording on a Monday. Yeah, usually. Whoa. Well, usually, like I said, my, my Tuesdays have been crazy the past couple weeks, so we decided to record on Monday. No, we were recording on Mondays. That's what I meant. Like, yeah. I, I, we're actually back to our regular, regularly we scheduled, scheduled program. Program. Insert elevator music. Do, 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 do. No. Oh. <laughs> hey, are we going to do our uh, 10 minutes of nonsense? Yes, let's go. I have nothing to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I really nothing? don't. I have nothing to talk about. I had a really boring day. <laughs> and we didn't do anything this weekend. Like, yeah. legit nothing. This was the first weekend in probably like a Forever. year a year at least that we've done nothing we didn't even take down our christmas tree nope still up <laughs> one month after christmas and we're still going strong it's not exactly one month we got five days there's still time <laughs> i still have a merry christmas ornament flashing merry christmas because it was a countdown to christmas like it's still christmas day don't judge us <laughs> sorry we're very busy mm-hmm. uh, if somebody wants to come take down our de- decorations yeah, no, that's creepy. <laughs> Don't welcome somebody into our home like that. <laughs> you have nothing to talk about? No, I don't really have much. Um, we're going to be seeing the Solar Bears here in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, John has decided to go to the dark side, and he's going to cheer for the Solar Bears. That's not the dark side. That's the better side. What are you talking <laughs> about? He's just going against everything he ever said. And whenever they come to town, he's cheering against his home team. Yeah. I'm not going <laughs> to... John, what are you drinking tonight? I'm drinking a uh, Pink Whitney that was poured by my wife that I think Derek might have poured. <laughs> he literally... T- I wish I would have had a recording of you taking the first sip. He's like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I can't grow a little hair on my chest. John's going to sleep like a baby tonight. <laughs> what are you drinking over there, Kathy? Pink lemonade with no vodka. <laughs> with no Pink Whitney. No. Um, I don't know. I made pasta. Okay, we're done with the 10 minutes of nonsense now. <laughs> um, so wow, you're not even going to say how good the pasta was? The pasta was? was delicious. I know. Don't okay. believe us. That's the dirty dishes in the sink. Okay. We can talk about it because it's Disney. Okay. So um, this week we went with one that we've kind of had saved in the archives for... The entire duration of the podcast? Yeah, literally, I think from day one I came up with this mm-hmm. idea and we decided to go with it today. Um, just want to give um, Derek and Abby a nice little shout out. They're out uh, visiting Disneyland this week, so yeah, have fun trip, guys. They're in San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when they're going to see, um, Disney. I know actually. they're going for a couple of days. Yeah, so. I think two days, but I don't know if like it's tomorrow or when they're going, but we're excited to hear about it. Yeah, um, like we said before, they will be on for their little trip tales and tell us about everything else. that They uh, sent us pictures of sea lions today. It was the cutest freaking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you have your list? You didn't even say what it was. I'm going to let you talk about it then. It's your episode, so you talk. Why is it my episode? Because you came up with it. Okay. <laughs> um, so this week's episode is going to be top 10 most underrated. Oh, no. His microphone went out. 
Is that better? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not touching anything on this thing. I told you not to touch it. I don't know why you are okay, touching it. Top 10 underrated Disney movies. Now, there's like no scale for this. This is just the movies that we think that Disney very much undervalues. Well, he says there's no scale, but there is a scale. It's 1 through 10. Like, it's top 10, obviously. So then I'm going to start out with my number 10 and then go to number 1. No. I was saying, like, there wasn't, like, we didn't go to, like, Rotten Tomatoes and looked at, like, the scores or anything. Oh, like That's what I no. mean by scale. No. Okay. Well, that's where I was getting confused. <laughs> okay. So, basically, this is just me and Kathy's top ten movies that we think Disney undervalues. No, I don't think it's Disney that undervalues them. I think it's the viewers. I think that, for me... Whenever I think of underrated Disney movies, I think, or, okay, it's not even just subject to Disney. We're doing Pixar as well. Um, so I do have a couple. <laughs> you hit the mic with your uh, cup. That's why it's not working. And we keep saying we're going to get another one, and we just don't. Can you hear me? Yes. We're I good. Can, I can hear you. Stop touching it. <laughs> you Yeah, just stop touching it. There you go. There we go. All right. Anyway. Um, there we are. <clears throat> Whenever I think of like underrated Disney movies or Pixar, or whatever, um, I think of the ones that people don't necessarily talk about as much as the others. So obviously, you know, people talk about Cinderella because you know it's the OG. Yeah. Um, Pocahontas. Whatever. Po- even Pocahontas, like, and that's not on, on my list. I saw it on a couple of different people's lists. I did some googling this morning. Yeah, but it, I mean, it is very underrated. Yeah. Um, things like that because you you hear about you know Beauty and the Beast and Cinderella and. All frozen and all these other ones, and it's just like those are so, those are so much being like broadcasted that these movies are being overshadowed by them. Yeah, especially That's the way I especially at it. one that um, we I have in mind um, was very overshadowed by Frozen. Um, frozen kind of took over, and then this movie came out, and you're just gonna have to wait to see which one it is. Okay, I'm sure we're, we're gonna definitely run into each other on this yeah. one. I don't think that we're gonna have them in the same exact numbers, but we're definitely gonna run into. I each might other. have a couple different ones in you. So I'm I will let you go first. Probably gonna have some different ones too. All right. So this one, mine. I'm. We're starting out number ten. So my number ten. Um, I think for a while it was very prominent and people were talking about it and people are talking about it now because there's a sequel coming out. But or the sequel may have already come out. I don't even know because I feel like it's that underrated. Um, and that's gonna be Maleficent. I loved Maleficent. I know you've never I seen think this it's movie. I think it already came out. I'm not sure if it did I'm or not. I'm not sure. Um, I don't think you've ever seen Maleficent. No, I haven't seen it. So it basically just follows um, the villain in Sleeping Beauty and the events that caused her to become evil. Um, it was such a good storyline, though. And there was so much darkness to it. And I think that's probably why it's been underrated and overshadowed by the other ones is because Disney does like happy-go-lucky yeah. movies and like, ooh, ooh look at me. Ooh, fairies oh, happy princesses. stories. And yeah, and it's like, this is like a dark side because it just follows the villain and not the hero of the movie. Whatever. But yeah, I, I think Maleficent is very underrated and I think it's it's a really good movie. Yeah, I think that's going to be one if uh, it's on Disney Plus we might be catching up with maybe this it weekend. It should be. Well, we'll see. We'll look at it this weekend. Yeah. Maybe I'll be able to get a little bit more viewing on that one um sometimes when disney goes a little bit darker um sometimes it comes out with really good movies yeah first one that i can really think of is like hunchback mm-hmm. of notre dame that was actually going to be on my list but i opted out of that one i feel like that one is getting like a cult following now kind of like lilo and stitch i guess but i don't know the, the reason i have maleficent at 10 though is because i do think whenever it first came out people were very into it and wanted to see it and the the talk was huge but then it kind of just died off. And like you tell somebody at the parks today, like, oh, Besides have you seen the dragon? The dragon right. is in the parades. Yeah, but that's from. Maleficent. It is? Yeah. Okay. Um, that was the one that caught on fire. Yeah. If you were like in the parks or something, or even talking nonchalantly to somebody and you mentioned Maleficent, I'm sure the first thing that somebody would, he- would say when they hear Maleficent is, oh, Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. Not that she has her own movie. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my number 10. Okay. My number 10 is one that came out in the uh, 90s. Oh, I didn't look at... Okay. You just well, know no, that off the I top of your head. I just know that off okay. the top of my head. Okay. I was like, I didn't look at... Um, this is a movie that my parents kind of got me, and it's always been one of my favorites, but I feel like nobody ever gives it the respect it actually deserves, and that is going to be Angels in the Outfield. The, that's one of those movies that you don't realize that it's a Disney movie, I feel yeah. like. 
Um, Angel's in the outfield. It's a story of a young boy who um, is in foster care, and he like falls in love with his with the California Angels. And his dad tells him um, when his dad's going away that if the Angels win the pennant, that he'll come back and um, be his dad. So it kind of follows the story of that boy, and then it ends up that um, he prays, and then all of a sudden there's angels actually helping the angels win the pennant. So, Thank you for explaining that, because honestly, I've seen it one time, and I don't remember it. <laughs> it's a great movie. Um, all I can think of is the episode of How I Met Your Mother. Is that what they were talking about, Angels in the Outfield? Yeah. No, they were talking about Field of Dreams. Okay, never mind. Just kidding. Is um, that a Disney movie? No. Okay, go ahead. That's Universal, I think. Um, but no, Angels in the Outfield was a movie from when I was a little kid. Um, I absolutely love it. I'm hoping it's on Disney Plus so me and Kathy can watch it together since she doesn't remember it. I was super young because it came out in the 90s. I probably saw it when it first came out. Yeah, it's a great movie and um, one that you don't really ever hear anything about. Um, and it, it's actually kind of crazy because with Disneyland out in Anaheim, they picked the California Angels to be the story uh, team on this movie. So um Good job at Disney on that one. But yeah, that's one of my favorite movies from when I was a kid. So, hmm. Yeah, we'll ha- we're going to have to give it a watch. We just have to get into Disney+. Plus. It's been so hard. It has. Because but. Netflix keeps putting out stuff. And mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. My number nine. Um, so this one I actually had at number two. And Man, then, talk about a nosedive. I know, right? It made all the way up to number nine because, yes, it's a very underrated movie. Um, but I think after doing some research on, you know, Disney movies and Pixar movies, because some of these, the, my number eight, I totally forgot it was a Disney movie forever. That's why, like, some of mine, like, literally while we were sitting there, I went through, like, a Wikipedia list yeah. of all the movies. Yeah, and that's what I did. So whenever I, like, pulled this one up and I'm like, oh, that's my number two, I'm like, but wait a second, like, all these ones before it are so much more underrated than this one is, even though this is a very underrated movie. Um, and this is actually going to go along with our intro song today. And my number nine is Mulan. Uh, I'm just going to say right now, Mulan is on my list as well. So. Okay. Well, you can talk about it whenever yeah. you get to yours. Um, I think she is underrated in... Okay. And I might get some hate for this one. I just want to say, I know it's on my list as well, mm-hmm. but she is like the most... Can I say that? No. Awesome. I B-A-D-A-S-S. Yes. I knew that you were going to say. Yeah, she, I saw you go. But <laughs> well, I just didn't. I don't know if that, you know. Yeah. Um, well, you can talk about it whenever yeah, it comes to okay. you. Leave your opinions for okay. then, and then okay. I'll talk about mine. Um, for me, I feel like, and I told you, I think I'm going to get hate for this one. But, like, the princesses that you see, okay, Ariel, Jasmine, Belle, Cinderella, they're all very, like... Waiting for a man. Waiting, yes, exactly. That's the thing. I mean... Ariel chose That's having legs and going <laughs> to be with a man over her family. Like, who does that? Sleeping Beauty. Like, they just all, like, they have that male presence. And Mulan just, she makes her own roles. Can and we it's talk just about, crazy. Can we talk about one quick thing? What? Ursula was actually a very nice person. Because she could have gave Ariel, like, terrible legs. <laughs> but she actually gave her legs that matched her body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... um I think I think Mulan is extremely ov- uh, um, over now underrated, um, and I I don't know. I just wish there was more presence of Mulan than there is because I really don't feel that there's much presence of her in the parks or even in general anymore. I just want to make sure, just in case you're listening at it like a later date or something, this is the cartoon Mulan. This is not the, oh yeah yeah uh, no. live action, which has not come out yet. Yeah, um, but I I will talk about more about it when I get to where Mulan is on my list. Okay. What's your number nine? Okay. <laughs> Had a little too much vodka after that one. Um, but my number nine is uh, a movie that not too many people, I even think, realize is a Disney movie. Uh, but it, I'll just give you a hint. It is uh, Feel the Rhythm. Feel the Ride. Get on up. It's bobsled time. Cool runnings. Can I take a guess at what it is? What? Beauty and the Beast. Yes. Um, No, but um, this was always a movie as a kid that I really liked, and I'm not really sure why. Um, It's just really funny, and it actually is um, an actual story that happened in the Olympics. Yeah, Um, it's Cool Runnings, by the way. (laughs) Cool Runnings, if you didn't, if you don't know. Um, But my mom actually got me a book from the guy that was in Cool Runnings. Well, actually, the real guy. Yeah. Um, Not in the movie. The guy that is Junior Bevel. 
I have a book back in my uh, room that's autographed by him, and uh, it just—I don't know what it is. I just really like that movie. I think John think Candy be- is really good in it. Do you think because you got that book is why you liked it more? <laughs> no, I didn't get the book till after I seen the movie like fifteen times. Oh, okay, so. Um, it's just kind of an inspirational story. Um, I know I've had a couple sports movies in here, but I just figured that was a really good one. And if you get a chance to watch it, I highly, highly recommend it. That's another one I have to watch again because I remember whenever it first came out, I watched it all the time, but it was just, I never really. Jamaica, we got the bobsled team. Okay. (laughs) We're moving on from there. (laughs) All right. So my number eight, um, this one honestly forgot this was the one i forgot was a disney movie totally forgot it was a disney movie um so whenever i forget what grade i was in maybe seventh or eighth i don't know we had to read this book and then whenever it was around the time the movie came out so i'm not really sure exactly what year it was um we got to watch the movie and the book was so good but then i saw the movie and i was like wow that's one movie that does the book justice and that's holes ah yeah. Yeah, I was going to put that one in there, but it kind of slipped out there at the end. So basically, it's just based on the main character, Stanley, trying to break out of a juvenile detention center. And it talks about his, like, family curse and everything else. Yeah. And, uh, which actually leads into him having, like, a best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but that movie... Uh, is actually really good. This was before Shia LaBeouf went crazy. I know. I was gonna say this was <laughs> this is when Shia LaBeouf was in his prime. Yeah, like, <laughs> like right after like, Even Stevens. It was like Even Stevens, Holes, Transformers, <laughs> and then he went nuts. Mm-hmm. No, but I, I just I, that movie is fantastic, and I highly recommend both reading the book and then watching the movie. Um, the movie, I, the scene, I re- or the kind of the whole thing in general that I loved about this movie is kind of taught you that even if you have bad luck, you can still have like basically the best friends in the world. Yeah. Look at you being all insightful over there. Trying to be. All right. What's your number eight? My number eight is one that me and you uh, saw together, I think, for the first time was when we both saw it. My number eight is Saving Mr. Banks. Oh, okay. Yeah. We did see that together for the first time. Um, we saw that, I think, last summer. We watched it together. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, is he the last summer or the summer before? This is a movie about um, Mary Poppins mm-hmm. and the woman that sold the rights to Walt Disney and how basically Walt Disney was able to require the rights for Mary Poppins. It's it's very underrated, actually. I didn't even think about that one. Um, yeah. It's just fantastic because it not only takes you through like that um, storyline with that woman, but like also shows you like Walt and his like, you know, him walking around Disneyland, and it's it's a really good and Tom hate Tom Hanks plays a wonderful Walt Disney. Like I don't think that if I'm picturing Walt Disney, he's what I'm envisioning. Yeah, it's nobody else. Tom Hanks does a great job with basically any, any role. Di- yeah. <laughs> Um, any Disney movie he's done, but this one really struck a chord just because it was almost like you were watching Walt, mm-hmm. like acquiring the rights. Like it was almost like you were there and it is such a good movie. If you haven't had a chance to see it yet, I highly, highly recommend, uh, saving Mr. Banks. That was a good one. You're welcome. My number seven is going to surprise you. Yeah. So is mine. Okay. Um, so my number seven is actually a Christmas movie. I think we might be bumping into one another, but go ahead. It's going to be a Muppets Christmas Carol. Yeah! Did we seriously do the same number seven? No, mine is, that's not number seven for me. Uh, okay. Um, honestly, like, I watched this movie before I met John, but I never really had an appreciation for it. And now every Christmas we watch it. And now that I think about it, it's probably in my top three favorite dis- or favorite Christmas movies. Yeah. And I just feel like people kind of look past it because there are so many Christmas movies. I feel like this one is one of the best tellings of A Christmas Carol. Yes. And the sad part is it's the Muppets telling it to you. The only thing I do not like about this movie is that creepy girl. Oh, the one, the ghost of Christmas present, I think she is? I don't like her. That's the only issue I have with the movie. Um, But it is such a good movie. And I think Ebenezer Scrooge was perfectly cast in this movie, too. What's his name? I don't know what his name is. He's the Batman. uh, Oh, oh, yeah. I didn't know that. He's the the butler to Batman. Um, Oh, my gosh. This is going to bother me. Please tell me you're looking this up. I am. Adam Wilde? No, that's not it. Hold on. We're just trying to get a justification here. Um, 
Michael Caine. Yeah, Michael Caine. That's it. Did you know that the... I'm confused. I have questions. And I know you did an episode on Jim... Did you do an episode on Jim Henson? Yeah. Is his brother Brian? Yeah. Oh, he directed this movie. Yeah, Jim Henson passed before this movie. Well, obviously, I knew that, but I didn't know that his brother Brian was taking on, like, uh, the Muppets movies after him, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Yeah. He is an absolute great um, Scrooge in this movie. So good. Um, The thing is, though, like, you... You've heard the story of A Christmas Carol before. I'm guaranteeing at least 99% of our listeners have. Um, but it's just f- more fun, I guess, with the Muppets. Like, you're laughing about mm-hmm. it and everything else. Yeah, they, they do a sense of, like, comedy in it. Um, but the thing I liked about Ebenezer in that movie was that he, like, I hated him the entire yeah. movie. But then you, like, you absolutely loved him at the end. And that's hard. <laughs> that's really yeah. hard to do. But they did a great job with that one. Um, that is going to be on my list as well. So we'll wait until I get to it. Did that surprise you? No, me? I was hoping. No, for me. But did that surprise yeah, you? Yeah, a little bit. Really? Because I, I knew you liked it, but I didn't know how much you liked mm-hmm. it. All right. Go ahead. What's your number seven? Uh, my number seven is one that a lot of people trash. Um, and that's Mighty Ducks 3. <laughs> the Mighty Ducks made it on John's list. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Thanks. Guess who's not surprised? <laughs> um, this one is where basically the Mighty Ducks end up going to a private uh, academy and um, uh, playing the varsity in a game and end up beating them and changing the name of the school and everything. Kathy's still not seen this Kathy's movie. Kathy's still barely even seen the first one. Um, I saw the first one. I know the basis of the first one. I know what happens on the She first doesn't one. know the second or third. No. But once they get on Disney Plus, we'll probably be able to watch them a little bit more, even though I have them sitting in DVDs in our bedroom. So on to number six for Kathy. Oh, that's all you had to say about that one? Yeah, because you're not going to, you don't, you can't help me talk about it. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Every single movie you probably are going to name off, I can help you talk about, except for Maleficent. You're definitely not going to be able to talk about this one because I don't, I don't think you've ever seen this one. I truly don't. Um, This is one, this came out, (laughs) this came out. I want to say, like, maybe right after I graduated high school or maybe when I was graduating high school. Okay. I'm not sure. Um, Meet the Robinsons. I want to see that. I haven't see, seen it you never, I, I knew you never saw that. Um, so basically, it just follows um, the main character's name is Lewis. It follows his journey to find his real mom, and instead he finds all of his family throughout the movie. It is so funny. And I forget what movie came out around it, but this one also overshadowed Meet the Robinsons. There was like that early 2000s. Like, I think it might have been late 2000s. It was late 2000s. It was late 2000s. That was kind of like a little bit of a dark age for Disney. There wasn't that many good movies coming Mm -hmm. out, Um, but I did hear very good things about Meet the Robinsons. Yeah. It's the coffee scene, and I haven't seen it in a really long time, so like, I don't know the movie verbatim, but the coffee scene where she's like wearing coffee patches is one of my favorite scenes in any (laughs) Disney movie, which I think we need to do an episode of that. Okay. Um, I have it written down, but tell me what you guys think. Um, I want to do like most iconic scenes in Disney movies. Okay. Like what we think the most iconic scenes are. Because I think, I mean. Every single one of mine will be from the Mighty Ducks. No, I think (laughs) your number one is like the Lion King. Probably. (laughs) But I think that will, you know, be a good episode. Okay. So on to my number six. Uh, This was another movie I feel really overshadowed uh, by Frozen came out around i want to say they came out around the scene you touched it again comes out around the same time as frozen and that will be uh tangled oh you did love tangled i do love tangled um it comes with one of my favorite songs which is uh i've got a dream yeah i okay i'm okay go ahead you you continue talking and then i'm gonna no you can go ahead to go ahead and say what you say i'm going to rebut that because i don't think it's underrated at all I feel like it is. 150% I don't feel like it's underrated because think about this. Tangled is present all throughout the parks. People talk about Tangled. Girls want to be... um, It's not Aurora. I don't even know what her name is. I'm not sure. Whatever. I don't know what her name is. I'm sorry. Um, People like want to be her she's very prominent she's in the float she's on the floats you know she's this they have the lanterns like i just i feel like that one is very prominent i see where you're coming from where it would be overshadowed by frozen because they came out around the same time i think 
but I still think it's not so much an underrated movie. I think it's one of those ones that's like right on the line because I feel like a lot of Disney people that if you follow Disney, you've seen Tangled. Yeah. But if you like don't follow Disney very well, like like for me for like five, six years, I had never seen Tangled before you. Before me, yeah. So I feel like it is very underrated. I've uh, Like you said there, yes, there is a lot of presence in the parks, mm-hmm. but I still feel like it's a movie that is very underappreciated. I think it's a little bit underrated, but not much. I don't think it's very underrated. When I say that, I mean like, okay, if you have a five-year-old little girl, you know, sitting there and you're like, what do you want to watch, Frozen or Tangled? She's going to say Frozen. But then if you say, what do you want to watch, Cinderella or Tangled? She's going to say Tangled. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. it's 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 a rock and a hard place, but I get where you're coming from. Um, I really enjoy the, um, what, what would you even consider them? Like mercenaries? Sure. Um, where they basically start singing and saying what they, um, what they... What their dreams are? Yeah, what their dreams are. I really like that scene. Uh, kind of shows that everybody kind of settles for something that they don't really want to do. But she's definitely following her dream and everything else. And uh, it gives me one one of the most, like, cringeworthy... Like, the end of that movie is, like, just tears you apart. Mm-hmm. Where Flynn gets stabbed and everything mm-hmm. else, so... All right, um, we're on to the final five, so I'm going to go ahead and hand out the tags real quick. Um, we're on Facebook, started with a mouse podcast. Instagram, started with a mouse underscore podcast. Um, Twitter, at mousey podcast. Gmail, started with mouse podcast at gmail.com. And we might be working on a TikTok. Uh, I don't know about that. You might be. I might be. <laughs> um, but yeah, make sure you, you know, follow all of those. We appreciate all of the new followers that we have in the group. Um, Thank you guys so much, seriously. Yeah. And, um, also, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on you know, Apple Podcast and SoundCloud if you're liking yeah. what you're hearing. And if you're not, give, them that, give, them, give us those one stars. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the final five. Do you want me to go first? That's up to you. Dishonor on your cow. Dishonor on your family. Oh, okay. So this is, where, this, this is, is where this is where Mulan comes in. Mulan came in at number Mulan. number five on my list. Um, I really enjoy Mushu. Is that how you say it? Yeah, right? I feel like he's probably one of the best sidekicks in a Disney movie. I can agree that he's probably one of the most underrated sidekicks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because Eddie Murphy does a great job in that role. Um, the movie Mulan in general, I just really enjoyed it. Um, it, it has so many good songs. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the song we played at the beginning. Um, I'm trying to think. There's a couple more. I'm just brain farting on it right now. Um, but it's just a great movie. It's... I'm kind of sad that Mushu's not in the live action one. I understand they're going for more of a authentic oh, feel. Like a realistic thing, yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I really enjoy Mulan. And I've told you since basically the first time we went out that it was one of my favorite Disney movies. So. Yeah. Most underrated. Mm-hmm. All right. My number five comes out of Pixar. Um, this one is more of a prequel. But it's like a sequ- so it came out after the original. Oh, I but think it's I know a, where you're going. But it's a prequel to the movie. Um, no, you don't know where I'm going. Okay. I think you think I'm going with Monsters Inc. Yeah. No, I'm not. Um, is this a prequel? I don't know. Am I crazy for thinking that? Anyway, it's Finding Dory. Yeah, it's a prequel because they talk about Dory. Yeah. Okay. So I, I was just making sure I wasn't crazy. It's like um, in the present day, but it's also a prequel at the same time. Um. I think this one's underrated because a lot of people, including me, tend to think that sequels are not as good. Not as good. Finding Dory was just as good as Finding Nemo was. Yeah. 150%. Like, the storyline was amazing. The new characters that they brought in, fantastic. The octopus was my favorite. <laughs> I just, I love that movie. I think the whale, too. Or was it a Norwal? Was it a Norwal? It was either a Norwal or a whale. I mean, there's a, a whale in the first one. I think it was. It's a, I think it might be a Norwal where she's like she forgets everything every like ten seconds. Yeah. That was Oh, that one's my favorite. Yeah, but um, I love Ellen DeGeneres. So yeah, she her does voicing a, yeah. Dory is fantastic. She has like that like childlike voice that just is perfectly construed through Dory and I just I love that movie yeah that movie is uh, one of my favorites as well um, one that's come out here in the recent like years I guess it's a sequel to uh, something that came out in like the early 2000s and 90s so 
Yeah, I really enjoy I can't say anything. Godfather Door is a great movie. All right. What about you? Um, Number five. I'm on four. Oh, sorry. You went before me. Yeah. yeah. Um, so my number four uh, is one that we've already talked about, and that's going to be A Muppet's Christmas Carol. Okay. Um, we've kind of already talked about it a little bit. Uh, my favorite character in that movie is the Ghost of Christmas Present, which is a big, burling man. And he mm-hmm. always says, come and meet and get to know me better, man. <laughs> it's getting warm by the fire. Uh, like, I love the, the the music in that movie. Feels like Christmas. Like, that music in the movie is... So Heartwarming. Wonderful. Yeah, like, there's uh, a song about Christmas, um, One More Sleep Till Christmas mm-hmm. by Kermit. Um, I don't know what else you can say. Um, it's a great movie. I got to meet the ghost of Christmas past at uh, King's Island, so that was awesome for me. Yeah, so. but that wasn't from Muppets Christmas Carol. Yeah, it, that's the exact character. I know, but that's like the exact character know, in but, any Christmas but Carol. But that's who, who they seem like they modeled it after. Um, my favorite character in the Muppets Christmas Carol, do you know who it is? Gonzo the... No, the, the rat. No. Oh. Tiny Tim. Oh, okay. Because that litter, it makes me cry every time. Miss Piggy makes me cry when she's talking about Tiny Tim. Yeah, let's not cry on the podcast, okay? Okay. I've done it before. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on to my number four. Another um, Pixar movie, actually. I think this one's underrated, but I think it's becoming more prominent to people because there was a ride just released about it in the land. That's going to be Inside Out. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't even realize they feel like that was... They, I that didn't was even movie. know it was a Disney movie until you. And the only reason I even knew about it was because she plays hockey. Yes. I didn't even... I, and I, I love Disney, and I, I don't even know when that movie came out, but I, I mean... I want to say like 2014, 2015, maybe. So it was a few, at least a few years before I met you, and I had no idea it wasn't even, even you know, part of Disney. And it is so fantastic. I mean, they just hit on so many... I feel like kids like need this kind of movie because it's not your typical like princess and she finds a prince. It's and basically this and that. what actually happens in real life when, yeah. like a, when a dad gets a new job or like your emotions are just going crazy. Yeah, because you don't know, understand what's going on. Like there's one scene in the movie where she, her teacher says, can you tell us about, you know, your your hockey team or something? Mm-hmm. And she starts talking and then she starts crying mm-hmm. because she realizes that she's never going to see those kids again. Probably. Yeah. Fantastic movie. I love it so much. Um, the ride kind of looks disappointing, unfortunately. Yeah, it doesn't look like it's very good. But um, I still love that movie. And Bing Bong. Bing Bong. Who's your friend? Bing Bong. Bing Bong. One of One the of saddest my- Disney deaths. You just ruined it for everybody. Well, sorry if you haven't seen it. It came out like six years ago. Wow. All right. What's your number three? Life's a happy song when there's someone by my side to sing along. You put two Muppets movies yes, on Yes, I it? did. Guarantee it. 95% of people that go to Disney parks don't even realize that movie is Disney. Probably not. You even said that's a good movie. What? The the Muppets movie with Jason Segel. I mean, it's okay. I like the Muppets Christmas Carol better than that one. Oh, yeah. I just... The higher I felt like it was underrated was the higher it got. And I feel like absolutely nobody knows about this movie. I feel like I know your top two now. Because of everyone that you've said so far, I feel like I know your top two. It wasn't really that hard to figure and out. They're in, and they're in my top two, too, <laughs> I think. I think. If I think. Okay, go ahead. Um, but no, this is a movie that Jason Siegel made um, with the Muppets. Um, it was actually, I think he produced it or directed it. One of the two. Um, and it's just a story about how Jason Siegel's brother wants to basically go see the Muppet Studios. And, and he is a Muppet. Else. Yeah, he is a Muppet. Am I a man? And then you get to see um, or am I a what's his, what's the dude am from Bang, Big Bang Theory? Jim Parsons. I, I don't I don't I didn't know his name. I um, didn't know he's him as he's Sheldon. Uh, Sheldon. Uh, he that's like the first time he's on like screen. Yeah, and he's like singing Broadway songs. Yeah. It almost sounds like. Yeah. Um, so this is a movie that if you don't get a chance to see it, there is really you should go see it. I feel like. A lot of people in this movie wanted to pay tribute to the Muppets because Zach Galifianakis is in this movie. Uh, Jack, Jack Black. Black is in this yeah, movie. Yeah. Whoopi Goldberg's in this movie. Is she? Yeah. J- Selena Gomez is in this movie. Like as Muppets? No, as characters. I don't remember seeing them. Yeah. I don't remember seeing Whoopi and Selena Gomez. Yeah, they're in the very end. Oh, okay. And they act like they don't know who the Muppets are. Uh, um, maybe I've never seen the end of it. <laughs> 
But it's a really good movie. If you get a chance to see it, it's basically the Muppets and all their hijinks. Um, but, you know, I, everybody knows how much I enjoy the Muppets. So yeah, You could go on for hours upon hours. Every episode could be of the Muppets. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. So my number three is, uh, I believe it's a 90s movie. If it's not 90s, it's early 2000s. Um, I feel like in the last year and a half, we've grown a lot fonder of this movie, more so than we already were. Um, and I think a lot of that is because of Abby Debbie. Oh, God. <laughs> um, my number three is a Goofy movie. Highly underrated. Yeah. I mean, I... I'm still waiting on uh, What's-His-Face uh, to make an album. <laughs> um, Powerline, sorry. Powerline, yeah. Brain fart. Um, I don't know. I just, I feel like it's one of those movies that if you weren't a 90s baby, you really don't know about it, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Like, I don't think my sister would know about it, or my brother, for that matter. Yeah, and it's such a great movie. Like, there's a great storyline behind yeah. it. Um, and the music in it is absolutely awesome. The scene, I forget what scene it is, where he's, like, saying, I don't need you anymore, basically, to his yeah. dad. Like, that's heartbreaking. That, that almost makes you cry every time. Yeah. And my favorite scene in that is where he's trying to impress the girl, and, like, he shuts down the school, like, meeting or whatever, mm -hmm. and, like, becomes power line and yeah. everything. That's that's my favorite part in that movie. Yeah, I love, I, I really do love that movie. But, like I said, I think Abby Dabby has given us, like, a, a more, um, more of love for that movie, I guess. As you can tell by, like, half the intros are standout mm -hmm. or eye to eye or. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's definitely one of my favorite uh, Disney movies, so. So it's not on your top two? Yeah. Well, typically you would say like, oh, it's uh, that's on my list too. All right, what's your number two? A goofy movie. Seriously? <laughs> Is it really? Yeah, number oh two. God. I swear to God, if we have the same number one, I'm going to be so mad. I got a pretty bad feeling it's going to be that one, but we'll see. Um, but we've kind of already talked about this a little bit. Um, but a goofy movie is... There's not really much more you can say about it. You've got, like, the Leaning Tower of Cheese. I just feel like you go into this movie thinking it is... And I think they did well on the um, title as well. Because you see a goofy movie. And you automatically think it's going to be, like, all funny and, you know, based on goofy. But it then has it takes, a lot of funny parts. It does. It's very serious. But then it, like, it doesn't follow goofy. And I like that. That it follows Max's, um, like, timeline of, like, you know, him being, being in, in school, school yeah. and whatnot. But, um, yeah. I love that movie. Yeah, so that's my number two. Okay, you ready for my number two? I swear to gosh. I swear to gosh. Gosh. Well, I still have my number one, too, okay. so I feel like one of these two is going to be your number one. I'm going to be so mad. Um, my number two is, an, I think it's a Pixar? I think it is. I'm I don't not know sure. what it is. I know. I, well, you can confirm or deny. I think it's Pixar. Um, this one hands down is the worst death in any movie I've ever seen in oh my entire boy. life. Oh boy. Big Hero 6. Yeah, that's my number one, so we're just going to talk about it together. Okay, really? Yeah. I didn't expect that one. I expected my number one to be your number one. No, I really enjoyed uh, Big Hero 6. Like like you said, one of the toughest Disney deaths in any movie. I, I, I wouldn't even go as far as saying Disney. I would go as far as saying any movie yeah. for me, personally. Tadashi dying was like the hardest thing ever. I mean, this was the movie that I was talking about at the very beginning of our, of our show that was overshadowed by Frozen. Mm. Not very many people even realized that this was like a I movie. Know. I know. And there's like a TV show with it now and everything. We saw this together. Yeah. For the first time, whenever we first started dating. So Frozen came out. Do you know what year it was? Go ahead and look it up. Yeah. So whenever we first started dating, we saw this movie and I'm like, I didn't know that was a Disney movie. And we watched it together and we're like, that is fantastic. And I remember we showed it to Derek and Abby and they fell in love with it too. And it's just hands down one of my favorite Disney movies to date. Okay. So Frozen came out in 2013 and then Big Hero 6 came out in 2014. So it was very close yeah. in time. Maybe even months. It might not have been a full year. It was a full year between it. But okay. still, I feel like there was such a Frozen. Well, Frozen is still reeling. And yeah. it's, what? Yeah, that's not tough. Seven yeah. years later? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just, if you have not seen Big Hero Follow 6, you have got to see it. Baymax oh, has no. one of the best, just, he can't even talk. And no, his character really. is fantastic. Like, I don't even know what to say about him. 
I love when he deflates. That's like my favorite thing. Yeah. <laughs> I like, um, also, one of my favorite scenes from that movie is where he gets like a hole in his hand, mm-hmm. and at the police station, he tries to keep covering it up with <laughs> <The> tape. tape. <laughs> <laughs> I want to watch it so bad now. <laughs> I love Big Hero. 6. I do too. It is so underrated. Um, what was I gonna say? I don't even, oh, oh, meeting him. Meeting yes. him did not disappoint either. Like I get worried meeting characters that can't talk to you. I think they might be better than the ones that can. I'm not gonna lie. Because his he scanned John Shirk. Yeah. And we knew what that meant. We knew what he was doing. It was so great. Yeah. Like, so amazing. If you haven't seen uh, Big Hero 6 and you go and meet... I don't know. Can you meet Baymax? I think we talked about that last week. And I don't believe that you can. I know that... It There's was, a lot of construction going on in there. It area. was next... It was across the way from um, Electric Umbrella in Epcot. But I believe they've taken him out since. Because I think they closed that whole building down. Okay. So as of right now, I don't think you can meet Baymax, but here's to hoping that he yeah. comes back to Epcot. But yeah, he uh, if you get a chance to see Big Hero 6, definitely go meet him in the parks. It's a good, it's a good time. All right, so what's my number one, John? Pull the lever, Kronk. Wrong lever. I don't even know why I put that lever in. I just don't know why you didn't know that was on my num- that was my number one. I talk about this all the time. The sad part was like I was doing my list mm-hmm. and I was avoiding that one because I knew you were gonna pick it, but it just didn't hit my brain like, <laughs> right then. It's such, it's definitely the most underrated movie in any Disney movie for me. Um, just the fact that Kronk had this like character development. He was the Ooh, my spinach puffs. He was the most fantastic character in that movie, hands down. I don't care what anybody says. He was the best character. And that shows because he got his own movie. Like, I, I, I haven't ever seen it, but I've heard it was okay. Okay. <laughs> um, but I just, oh my God, that movie is so funny. Gizma is one of my favorite villains, hands down. And John and I want to go as Gizma and Kronk one year for Halloween and ride Splash Mountain for that that picture of them coming down on their roller coaster. <laughs> Which still needs to be a ride at Disney. Yeah. There's not much I can say about The Emperor's New Groove that you basically haven't already said. Um, It's a really good movie. David Spade plays Cusco. Is that his name? Uh, Yeah. Cusco. Uh, uh, He plays Cusco, and he does a really good job uh, with this movie. Um, Is is it Jim Belushi or John Goodman? Which one is it? Jim Belushi. Jim Belushi is... um, Kronk. No, not Kronk. The, The other guy. Oh, my gosh. What is his name? Oh, no, that's John Goodman. That's John Goodman. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. He plays a great role, too. I think any voice o- voiceover that he does is just great. I don't know. Um, I don't know what else to say about the movie. <laughs> it's just that good. Well, uh, that'll wrap up our lists here, so um, we'll let Kathy get into the news now. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if I tell you guys this, but I get all of our um, news updates, I guess, from Chip and Co. and sometimes Disney Food Blog. If it's specifically Disney Food Blog, I will tell you guys. Um, so, that being said, the full menus for the 2020 Festival of the Arts Food Studio booths have been released, and you can go to Chip and Co. to view those. <laughs> We're not going to do it like we did last year and read off every single little thing. That was a big, big mistake that I did. I think that was like a three-hour episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, Frozen announced new Anna, Elsa, and Hans on Broadway beginning February 18th of 2020. So it's going to be Sierra Renee, Mackenzie Kurtz, and Ryan McCartan to join Frozen on Broadway. If you didn't hear her, that's the on Broadway people. Yeah, no, no, yeah. Broadway. Broadway, Broadway, Broadway. Did I mention Broadway? Did we mention Broadway? (laughs) Um, Disney celebrates the donation of the 75 millionth book first book during 8th annual Magic of Storytelling campaign. Now I know that was a mouthful. So basically it's called Disney Magic of Storytelling. Um, It kicked off yesterday um, during which Disney celebrated its 75th 75 millionth book to donate the first book. First book is a non-profit that provides new, free, and affordable books to educators and organizations serving children in need. The Magic of Storytelling campaign campaign aims to inspire families imaginations cultivate a lifelong love of reading and kids and bring new books to undeserved communities across the country um 
The magic of storytelling campaign comes to life across Disney's extensive network of broadcast and digital platforms. Um, you can visit this at magicofstorytelling.com. Through March 31st of 2020, families and fans can participate in the magic of storytelling campaign in one of three ways. You can share a, a shelfie. So you take a selfie with a favorite book in, or in front of a bookshelf for every post on Twitter or Instagram using the hashtag magic of storytelling disney will donate one book to first book um, the second way is to buy a book for every book purchased on shopdisney.com disney will donate one book to first book and the third is you can place a bid in first books auctions um, obviously you have to be 18 years or older and a legal uh, u.s citizen um it's called a charity buzz auction. No purchase is necessary to enter. To learn more information, um, you can visit themagicofstorytelling.com. And Disney will donate one book for each auction bid received. Um, with that being said, there's another new Disney Plus movie coming. It's an original. It's called Stargirl. Um, we don't can have I, a date for that yet. Can I, can I talk about something that I wanted to put in my top ten and I wasn't sure if this would count? Sure. I wanted to put Noelle in there. I mean, I guess you could. Because I don't feel like very many people have actually seen it yet. Probably not. Um, this was a movie with uh, Anna Kendrick. Mm -hmm. um, this was the first, like, I guess, Christmas movie you could say it was released by Disney+. Plus. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. But uh, if you get a chance and uh, you're in the holiday mood, even though we're past the holidays, you can always put that one on. Yeah, so. it's really good. Um, last week I talked about... The Minnie Mouse, like, uh, merchandise collection that was revealed for January, I believe. And it was Pirates of the Caribbean mixed with, like, Minnie. So, for March, it's the Mad Tea Party Minnie main attraction. Um, so, it's obviously based amongst um, Alice and Minnie. Yeah, I've seen those ones online already. They're pretty cool looking. Um, those keys that you get, like, that you get into, like, the Disney store or whatever. And you get the key if you're the first guest. There is a new Positively Mini Key coming to the Disney Store and Shop Disney. So if you don't get to the Disney Store to get this, you can also buy them on Shop Disney. Yeah, it seems like keys and pins are like the number one things you collect at Disney. So. Um, ooh, Ariel's Grotto Coral Collection has arrived at Alani, and there are ears and a lounge fly. It's like it's a coral color, which were our, one of our wedding colors. And it's so pretty. I want one so bad. Hopefully it comes to Disney World and Disneyland because right now it's just in Alani. Or the character warehouse. Or that too. <laughs> All right. So um, we do, we talked about this last week, the H2O Glow Nights, and we have dates that they will be coming for. Let's figure out right now which one we're going to. Okay. So um, those who buy in advance will get a discount on their hard ticket and annual pass holders and DVC members are eligible for a ticket discount as well. So that will be us. Yay! Um, so it's actually starting in May, which is kind of crazy. Wow. I know. I thought they started in like August last year. I thought so too. May 27th and May 30th, June 3rd, 6th, 10th, 17th, 20th, 24th, and 27th, July 4th, which is just going to be crazy. Yeah, I can't even imagine. Um, 8th, 11th, 15th, 18th, 22nd, 25th, and 29th. And then August obviously has the most dates with August 1st, 5th. 8th, 12th, 15th, 19th, 22nd, 26th, and 29th. I got a feeling we're probably going to be going in August. Oh, we're going to be going in August. Yeah. July, I think, is going to be too hot, so I would probably aim for, like, the end of August. So, yeah. does, do you have a price for that? Or? Um, I do not right now. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. No, it's fine. Um, let's see here. Hakuna Mimosa. It means it's brunch time. <laughs> Lacillier is hosting um, a brunch that's taking place during Festival of the Arts. I do have some prices for that, though. Um, brunch was starting... What's today? The 20th? The 20th yeah. So it started on Saturday the 18th, which Festival of the Arts started on Friday the 17th. So this brunch is going to be held from January 18th through February 23rd, and it's taking place from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. It's a prefix brunch menu that begins with a variety of fresh baked pastries for the table you can choose from dishes like cheddar cheese soup or avocado toast as well as entrees like montreal spiced corn beef hash i recommend the cheddar cheese soup lacillier eggs benedict or cinnamon roll french toast bread pudding um you can finish off the meal with 
maple creme brulee, or coffee and donuts. The brunch also includes your choice of a specialty beverage. Drink choices include a Northern Mimosa Le Cilier Bloody Caesar, ugh. <laughs> Joffrey's Le Cilier Blend Press Hot Coffee, or a non-alcoholic specialty beverage. Um, the special dining experience costs $67 per adult and $39 per child ages 9 and under plus tax and tip. And you can also enjoy this meal for two dining plan credits, which that's kind of cool that they did that, though. They d- typically don't offer that yeah, for, that's true. for like the specialty stuff. Right, for Festival of the Arts, for um, food and wine festivals. So that's kind of cool. Maybe Disney will be, you know, um, trying that out with more of the festivals. Because I know I would like to do something like that for uh, food and wine, for sure. Um, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker crosses 1 billion worldwide. Woohoo! <laughs> um, Deluxe at uh, Disney Springs. It's a burger place that John I want to go so bad. Yeah, we cannot wait to try this. Um, they actually are bringing back the pizza burger. I love pizza hot dogs, so I couldn't see why I wouldn't love it. It looks burger. so good. <laughs> um, okay. A space camp. Do you remember this? It's called A Space Camp. I went to A Space Camp. Do you remember this, though? It was apparently a Disney original movie whenever... It was probably like in the 90s it no, debuted. No, I don't remember it. Um, they're getting a remake, and it's coming to Disney+. Plus. So um, look forward to that. I don't have a date for that yet. Um, there's a new Alex and Ani bangle, and it has it's a gold one, and it's inspired by the red mini ears. I feel like there's like a new one of those every <laughs> single day. Um, Sprinkles... Now has Girl Scout cookies available. I'm sorry, Girl Girl Scout Scout cookie cookie cupcakes. cupcakes. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, wait, we have to talk about something really quick. That just made me think of it. Okay. You know how we always make fun of High School Musical, the The musical musical series? series? Now there is High School Musical, the musical, the series, the sing-along. Yeah, I I don't. You literally could go on Disney Plus now and there's a sing-along version. Someone needs fire. (laughs) to add the sing-along why don't they just make it high school musical a sing-along like why do you gotta add all this other stuff because it's not high school musical okay high school musical the series sing-along is disney gonna hire you now they should apparently um their toured launched a new disney villains collection for valentine's day oh that's a nudge nudge why like you would want that. Tort is so expensive. Oh, okay. I don't know about name brands. Um, there are new Moana and Festival of the Arts walls up at Epcot. So these are just like the scrim walls um, up for the refurbishments that are happening Please. all throughout Epcot. So there's just going to be like new images on most of them. Can we talk about something for a second? Have you met Ted? Have you met Kathy? <laughs> um, I just wanted to kind of talk about something. Um, it's kind of something that we talked about the other night um test track is currently closed at epcot um and it's not opening till like february 20 something or other i want to say the 22nd yeah that's on my list um at this point i don't even know if there's a reason to go to epcot <laughs> food and besides beside and three caballeros <laughs> i mean there's not very much there though right now i know but i don't think like and John sent me a snap or a screenshot today of somebody who said like they were at Magic Kingdom and um, yeah, that one was ridiculous. They said, "Oh my God, Splash Mountain was down or something," and my child was looking forward to it. It's like then read the fact that Splash Mountain. And then they were asking, they like tagged Disney in it on Twitter, and they're like, Can "Want we, a free day? Yeah, we want a free. We want to come back tomorrow for free." And Disney is basically like. No, no, <laughs> it's not going to happen. That's why you have the My Disney Experience app. Again, you're planning a Disney vacation. If Epcot is all have has all of these refurbishments, then just don't go to Epcot. Like, I'm sorry, just- Epcot is more for the ambience of it. It's not for the rides. So if you're wanting to go to Epcot, it's definitely not for the rides. I mean, Test Track, yeah, sure, but just God, plan- can you imagine the wait for Soren right now? Just plan your vacation around not going to Epcot. I mean, that's that, that's what it boils down to. You just have to do research. Yeah. And in order to make Epcot a better park than it is right now, which I think it's fantastic as it is, but it definitely needs updating. To make it better, there, these refurbish needs, refurbishments needs to happen. And I understand they all came at once, but I feel like 
they're doing it for a reason. I think they're starting off with the one that needs the most TLC. This is my honest opinion. Now, I thought about this today. Oh, and I forgot Mission Space is down for a version as well. Yeah. Um, I think Disney has a plan behind this. They started with the one that needs the most TLC, which is Epcot. Epcot does not have a lot of kid-friendly things, I feel like. You know, you have, what, the single, Frozen the Sing-Along and then the Finding Nemo ride. Well, and they just opened um, Beauty and the Beast Sing-Along this week. Well, yeah, but before that, yeah, yeah. there wasn't really anything for kids. It was more or less, like, the ambience of it. I would say it was the most romantic yeah. theme park out of all the four. I think Disney is doing this on purpose, and I think the next move is going to be Animal Kingdom. Think about it. They already added Star Wars to Hollywood Studios. Basically, Hollywood Studios is done, right? I mean, there's no refurbishments. For the refurb- time being, I mean. There, other than Muppet Vision, there's no refurbishments going on there. There's no, nothing like big happening. Um, Animal Kingdom has nothing going on right now. Yeah, Animal Kingdom's kind of dry right now, too. It needs an update, so I think they're doing all of Epcot so that people's attention are more towards Epcot once it's done, and then they're going to refurbish Animal Kingdom. And I think Magic Kingdom is kind of getting things here and there because right now the big thing is Tron. Tron's, you know, we don't even know when the prospective date is. For I mean, that it's, to pretty, open. it's looking pretty close. Yeah, it looks pretty close. Um, but no, I just I think they're, they're really smart in what they're doing. They're getting everything done in one park, and then they're probably just going to move to the next. If I were them, that's what I would do. Right. I'm just saying, I, th- I think it, if you're at Disney right now, I would probably, unless you want to go eat and drink, which I totally understand, <laughs> avoid Epcot. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're there and it's your first time or, you know, it's it's a one in a maybe five year kind of thing, you only go to Disney once every five years, then yeah, I'd, I'd probably avoid Epcot. But other than that, I mean, I think it's a great park. No, I'm not saying it's not a great park. I just think right now with the... Uh, state of conditions is in. You're just going to be riding broken ever after, yeah. basically. <laughs> and torn. Is that going to have a refurbishment? Watch. Here it comes. New film. <laughs> living with the land. <laughs> and it's not even the holiday version with the Christmas lights. I love living with the land. It's so educational. <laughs> anyway. Take a nap. Um, Mickey's... Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway has a new poster um, that was revealed. It's called Split Decision. So basically, it has... Poor Donald. It has Donald on the front of it, and the one side is like lovey-dovey and, you know, happy, and then the other side looks like raging Donald Duck. It's almost like a Jekyll and Hyde situation. So that, to me, I don't know. What does that mean? Uh, maybe it'll be like a make-your-own-adventure type ride. Or maybe um, maybe it's going along the lines of the great movie ride. They had two tracks. That's true. So maybe one ride, you might get one split like decision and the other you might get the other i don't know we'll have to see um extra evening magic hours have returned to hollywood studios this one i'm super excited about i know we talked about this last week um but i just wanted to bring it back up the anniversary of um space mountain and carousel progress one of the merch items that john showed me and i'm really excited about i kind of want it is the new space mountain mug it's I thought you were going to... Didn't they release the Spirit Jersey too now? Did they? I th- want to say I thought I saw it. I didn't see it. Oh, don't tell me that. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not 100%. I don't know. I didn't see it. In, in my so research... Spirit Jerseys. Yeah, in my research day, I did not see it. But that's not saying that they're not... There isn't one. Um, but it's basically just like the building of Space Mountain. It's so cool. I want it. I want it. You're being awful quiet over there. Sorry, I'm getting drunk thanks to you. You're not getting drunk. It's one cup. (laughs) Um, There is a guest experience team coming to Epcot this month, which if you guys know what these people are, please tell us because we're kind of not understanding what they are. We saw these on our honeymoon and we still do not know what exactly they're for. Um, they're, They're just a group of cast members that have like little umbrellas randomly placed throughout parks. Do you not remember this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it was it's at like, Animal Kingdom when we like saw it. It's like guest services. But it was guest services, yeah. but it was like randomly placed throughout the parks. I think it's when it's like a busier day. I think they bring these out. Yeah, so maybe for all the refurbishments, they're going to need these. Um, people to yeah. like calm people down. Yeah, but expect these guest services teams to be um, in Epcot later this month. This one is super cool, and I did not know this was a thing. 
so you can earn Star Wars um, pins on the Play Disney Parks app. Did you know this? Um, so it's a data pad achievement on the Disney Parks app. So basically, you can play a game while like waiting in line or you know while you're going around Galaxy's Edge. Um, it says that I'm just reading verbatim from um, Chip and Co. Some new Star Wars data pad um, achievements and Disney pins have arrived. Guests who play games on the popular Disney Play Disney Parks app can now purchase three new pins. Those who want to experience every immersive detail of Galaxy's Edge are encouraged to use the Play Disney Parks app. The app offers a, new, a few gaming options that are available only inside Galaxy's Edge. You can utilize the app to interact with droids and scan cargo boxes. There's also the option to perform jobs for either the First Order or the Resistance when you're visiting Batuu. The new pins are available after completing specific tasks to unlo unlock achievements. You'll need to ride both Millennium Falcon, Smuggler's Run, and Star Wars Rise of the Resistance since they unlock two achievements. You can earn the Flight of the Falcon and the Hero of the Resistance achievements for riding these attractions. Also, you earn the Black Spire Explorer achievement simply by entering the land. Once you earn these digital achievements in the Play Disney Parks app, then you can show them to a cast member to purchase the pins. You can do this at Galaxy's Edge when you visit Disneyland or Disney Hollywood Studios. Guests at Hollywood Studios can purchase the pins at Clothiers and um, Celebrity 5 and 10. And then the ones at the Disneyland store is Little Green Men Store Command in Tomorrowland and Westward Ho Trading Company in Frontierland. Um, but I just thought that was cool. Like you unlock these achievements and then you get these limited edition pins that nobody else can buy unless, you know. You have the right amount of money. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> um, there's a new Figment Magic Shot available in Epcot. So this is kind of by where... I know we took a picture with the Figment Magic Shot. Okay, never mind. I thought this was something else I saw today. What? I can't talk about it on the podcast. Tell me after. <laughs> yeah. Um, me and you took a picture of this? Of, yeah. Uh, or with yeah, this yeah, Magic yeah. Shot? It's like by Tokyo? It's by... The Japan. Japan. I'm sorry, not Tokyo. Japan. It's by the J Japan Pavilion. It's, it's that fixture, um, the wooden fixture. Yeah. I'm not sure what it's called. But it's right by there, and it's specified for um, Festival of the Arts. So it's like figment with a paintbrush. Huh. My acid reflux is kicking yeah, real bad so right mine. now. <laughs> um, there's a new Peter Pan bus in Walt Disney World. So it's just, you know, the coverings on the buses that they have. Um, Peter Pan is a new one that you'll be seeing. Um, post the Merd. Post-merge, Disney has dropped Fox from the 20th century title? Yeah, it's just 20th century. That's no. kind of weird, right? Eh, I mean, you know, I don't really think I'm going to notice it too much when like the little intro comes on and everything. Why wouldn't you just plaster Disney on it and just get rid of the 20th century too? <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like when Cabela's and like Bass Pro like bought each other out. Like It's still Bass Pro, Cabela's, so I don't know. I don't understand all that stuff. I don't either. It was just weird to me. Anywho. Um, Is that it? Oh, test track refurbishment underway. We already talked about that one. Um, it will be reopening February 27th. Oh, I was so close. I said the 20s. You said the 20s? I said February 20s. <laughs> Old sport. I said February 20s. I was listening to the end of our podcast today at work, and uh, I was cracking up myself whenever I said, um, I think I thought that we were in the early 2000s again. Like, what? where was my brain last week? I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like both our brains are starting to slowly become fried. Yeah. Um, Pixar Luxo Ball mini ears are bouncing into Disney parks soon. I don't know that they'll be in Disney World. It looks like it's just a Disneyland thing right now, but it's just the Luxo Ball on the mini ears. They look so cute. <laughs> it's just a unique one. Um, there is a new sneak peek of the new Cirque show. Um, drawn to life at Disney Springs. Is this Cirque du Soleil? Yeah, but it's called um, Drawn to Life. Okay. It's not Cirque du Soleil. I mean, that's who's like performing it, but it's called Drawn to Life. Um, it's coming very soon, officially premiering April 17th. Um, they'll have previews for the show starting March 20th. This means that you can book your tickets now. <laughs> Maybe there'll be a little bit more stuff besides the NBA experience over there on that side now. <laughs> Um, there is a new Disney Skyliner popcorn bucket um, for National Pop Popcorn Day. I'm sorry. It is in Epcot, and you can buy it. Where can you buy it? Oh, it doesn't say. I don't know where you can buy it, but it's in Epcot. Um, <laughs> it 
is a recreation uh, a recreation of the Skyliner and it retails for $17 so it's a bit pricey oh I'm sorry you can buy it at Fife and Drum in Epcot um, probably start popping up a little bit more all throughout the park then yeah I would assume so um, Disney is moving forward with National Treasure Treasure 3 that has been confirmed I haven't seen the first one. We did the first one. We, we did? Yeah, but we didn't finish it. I think I, I no, fell asleep no, no, or something. No, 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 National Treasure is the one with Nicholas Cage. Cage. yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, the World According to Jeff Goldblum renewed for a second season on Disney Plus from National Geographic. There is a new Magic Band color on the My Disney Experience app. It is a dark red. It's like a maroon, if you will. <laughs> um, so we talked about like the Heidi Klum. 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 Clum. Did I say Clum? You said Clum. Clum. Whatever. She's stupid anyway. <laughs> I mean, she's the one that's married to Tom Brady, right? No. Oh, who's she married to? I have no idea. I don't know anything. Tom Brady's married to Giselle. Oh, that's it. Um, whatever. She's dumb. <laughs> anyway, we talked about like the Heidi Clum mini ears that were like, what, $600 or something? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, there's a new designer... It's called Disney Parks Designer Mini Ears by John Coulter. I know I'm saying that wrong. Um, they're coming soon. It kind of looks like a sketch of Mickey and Minnie. It's really cute, and it has it look. It almost looks like a dapper Mickey. Actually, it does. Oh, look! It looks like a dapper Mickey. Three hundred ninety-five dollars. I'm worth it. <laughs> um, there is. This is one that I actually found after I did the news. There's another new popcorn bucket. It's a Baby Simba popcorn bucket. Oh he looks so cute. Look at him. He's like, hunched over. <laughs> uh, but that is all the news I have for you today. Okay. Uh, anything you want to go ahead and hand out the tags and we'll call this an episode? Okay. Um, we're on Facebook, starting with Mouse Podcast. Instagram, started with a mouse underscore podcast. Twitter, at uh, Mousy Podcast. Yes. I always forget that one. And then we're on Gmail at started with a mouse podcast at gmail.com. And yeah. And that's it. I'm John. I'm Kathy. And we hope to bring a little bit of Disney magic to your everyday lives. And so our journey comes to an end. But yours continues on. Grab hold of your dreams and make them come true. For you are the key to unlocking your own magic. Now go. Let your dreams guide you. Reach out and find your happily ever after the battles the stories the losses and all the glory we're changed by the way we live every day just look up and reach to the sky we all have the courage to fly